Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. World-class restaurants, arts, entertainment, and theaters. First skyscraper, 1890. Tallest buildings, beautiful lakefront. Stories on pioneers and industry leaders that made a difference in America. Well, I'm Richie Z. Welcome to uh, Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Uh, I'm your host. Uh, today's show we're going to take, uh, you know, I did some stuff last week about uh, uh, how out of control um, this whole country is starting to be. Well, I want to get started. I just want to touch on one thing. I, I really think that the media for a long time has been spinning out of control. Uh, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, but I do believe we need some new spokes. The reason I start out with this is because of, uh, if you all remember, last week the big story was the veteran scandal. Veterans weren't getting any kind of medical benefits or anything. Well, all they had to do is uh, release a veteran, do a trade for a veteran, um, from Guantanamo Bay, they released, uh, four guys and then, uh, the Al-Qaeda, uh, released a veteran that they've been holding for five years. And when I say the media's out of control, spinning out of control, all week long, that's all you're hearing about. Well, you know what? I'm tired of it. You know, we need to change something. Number one, I think that the media spinning out of control and all of this is being done was to take the heat off of the other story. You know, uh, we're hearing about, uh, last week I did the whole thing about what's going on in America and all of a sudden it just gets worse every week. A, uh, story out of Wisconsin. You know, people always talk about Chicago, the crime rate, the murder rate and on and on and on. We talked about that last week. Well, three 12-year-olds up in Wisconsin, two girls stabbed one of their girlfriends, 12 years old, 19 times. They always say it's the gun's fault and this and that. It's always guns, guns, guns. Well, I think we should ban knives, knives, knives. No, I really believe what I was talking about last week. And really what what got me talking about these kind of things was Paul Harvey. Moral decay, what he used to talk about. Folks, you need to go to Paul Harvey on YouTube and listen to A Letter from God. We need to start turning this whole thing around where we start teaching people the Ten Commandments again. I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to go into my show today. I've got a lot of interesting things I want to deal with, topics, uh, and some of Chicago's heroes. But before we get started with that, uh, for years I've been doing a radio show on another station I was doing on an AM station. We used to give away a lot of tickets. In fact, we gave away in excess of 200 tickets per uh, year. Well, this is our season for giving away tickets to major event. Now, 
If any of you have been up to the lakefront of Milwaukee, they got a festival grounds there that is really spectacular. Well, America's largest Polish fest, the 33rd annual, is going to be there June 13th, 14th, and 15th. We have tickets to give away for that event. It's a phenomenal Polish fest, a lot of Polish culture, Polish food, but also they have a lineup of the most fantastic uh, music and entertainment, from polka music to uh, the old-fashioned gurale, the mountaineers. In fact, my mother was one of those. Um, it, they put on a wonderful show. It's a great event. If you need tickets, you can contact me by email, R-A-U-T-O-M-D at gmail.com, R-A-U-T-O-M-D at gmail.com. And I'll uh, send you out a, a pack of tickets we have for this event. It's a fantastic event. I'm planning on being up there next weekend. So uh, definitely uh, email me if you want some tickets to that. The end of the month, we have the uh, Bloomington Gold Corvette Show. And I have tickets for that. You know, you don't have to own a Corvette to uh, appreciate Corvettes. You know, a little bit about that. That show is going to be uh, on the 27th, 28th, and 29th. And it's at the University of Illinois Grounds, Champaign-Urbana. Again, you can email me uh, at r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. Like I say, you don't have to own a Corvette to uh, uh, to appreciate them. In fact, uh, this is the true American sports car. This was it. Uh, we're going to be doing stories about different people in that. Harley Earl was a designer with General Motors for many years. Uh, he was the one that was uh, brought about the Cadillac, the improvements on Cadillacs. But uh, if you ever saw the wings uh, on the Cadillac in the 50s, from the uh, bulldog front ends that they had to the uh, wings on them, that was all Harley Earl style. But in 1954, they came out with the Chevrolet Corvette. And it's a, it's a, an amazing history. You know, when I was doing live radio, we talked a little bit about uh, racing and speed and, and, and things like that. Well... Corvette really was never very profitable for General Motors, just to let you guys in on a little history. But Corvette was the test bed of just about everything that's in your General Motors automobile today. What I mean by that was fuel injection, turbos, uh, disc brakes, computers. I remember in 1984 when Corvette... Uh, came out with the new generation Corvette. It was amazing. Uh, there was uh, 24 sensors on board in that automobile. Even Enzo Ferrari, they asked him about the Corvette one day, and he mentioned that dollar for dollar, it's one of the finest sports cars ever made. So we have tickets to that. That's June 27th, 28th, and 29th 
and that's at the University of Illinois Fairgrounds in Champaign. Give me a call at uh, 312-450-2750, and i get you some tickets to the Polish Fest next weekend, and then Bloomington Gold Corvette Show at the end of the month. You know, um, I'm going to mix this up just a little bit. I want to do a segment I started about a month ago, and that is called Chicago's Heroes. Now, the first person uh, has been one of my heroes for a long time. Her name is Ann Lurie. She's the head of the foundation, the Ann and Robert Lurie Foundation. They were both Chicagoans. They made a fortune here in Chicago in uh, real estate investments. They became moguls here in Chicago. Well, Robert, her husband, actually passed away in 1990 at the age of 48. But Anne went on to be a global philanthropist. Now, they made billions of dollars. Um, I do tours uh, sometimes in Chicago, and uh, we go by, I, I call it my favorite building in Chicago, and that is the Anne and Robert Lurie Children's Hospital. Uh, it's in the Gold Coast area right around the uh, John Hancock building. That hospital cost in excess of a hundred million dollars to build. Ann Lurie put up all the money to build the state of the arts children's hospital here in Chicago, Illinois. Also, her husband Robert passed away at Northwest Medical Center. Ann Lurie put up all the money to build a cancer research center to prevent cancer at Northwest University and funds it every year, any of the work that's being done to try to fight this horrible disease that has touched each and every one of us. Uh, and has always also built a hospital for Paws Chicago. If any of you are not familiar with Paws Chicago, Paws Chicago is a uh, adoption agency for pets. Uh, in fact, if you ever have the opportunity, we did a television show about Paws Chicago over on Clybourne. In fact, it's in it's on my site. Uh, if you go to www.richieze dot com dot com go to the video department uh click on uh Wild World of Classics or Homeland Improvements and you'll actually see Pause Chicago. Uh what a wonderful place for pets. Uh you can go there and adopt pets but uh they're not in cages. There's no cages at all. It's like uh rooms set up for the pets where you can actually go in, and uh, we did that on the television show. So go and check that out. But Ann Lurie funded a hospital for pets. Also, if any of you have been at 
Millennium Park in downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Now, wait a minute. Before I go any further with that, if any of you haven't been there, what are you waiting for? It's an amazing place. Um, I remember when they were building it, a lot of people were complaining it was uh, going to cost $200 million. It ended up costing over 480 or let's say $500 million. It was supposed to be completed in 2000. It was completed in 2004. But as we say in Chicago, what, do you got a problem with that? Well, the reason it cost a lot more was because we added a lot more from when they first began the idea of Millennium Park and building it. Ann Lurie put up $10 million foundation so that there'll always be beautiful flowers, a beautiful garden called Lurie Gardens at Millennium Park. And around the corner of Millennium Park, you'll see Harris Dance Club. She also put up the money for that. She has funded AIDS research to stop that horrible disease. She funded 30 rural schools in Ethiopia and so much more. One of my heroes, one of Chicago's heroes, is Ann Lurie and the foundation that she has put together and taken the money that they have earned, worked very hard to earn, and turned it into um, helping thousands of people. So, Ann Lurie, I salute you. You're one of our Chicago heroes. You know, I want to, my next person just so happens to be um, not doing too well right now. Um, I've, I've, I've been telling you guys I've been doing tours. I've done a lot of uh, public speaking also, uh, groups about Chicago history. I am a Chicago historian. And uh, her name comes up a lot when I'm doing tours or or when I'm doing uh, seminars about Chicago history. And I I really I call her one of Chicago's heroes also. Her name is Jane M. Byrne. Uh, if any of you were around Chicago in the late 70s, early 80s, you'll know her as Mayor Jane Byrne from 1979 to 1983. I just want to touch on a few things that she did. There is so much in the history. When I when I go out and I do actually talks before groups, I, I tell a little bit more. But I want to touch on some of the things that make her a Chicago hero also. You know, the International Terminal at O'Hare Airport was because of Jane Byrne. Now, I'm going to tell you about a street. I'm going to take you on a little journey because this street was actually uh, in the Chicago plan by Daniel Burnham back in 1909. It was his idea. But before he could build this street, he had passed away. But along came another qualified architect. His name was Charles Wacker. And they built Wacker Drive along the river in Chicago and then going toward uh, Sears Tower, Willis Tower. 
but I remember as a kid going down to Lyric Opera when I was very young on Wacker Drive, driving along the river and that. In fact, we used to do some boat cruises off of Lower Wacker Drive, and we used to drive underneath it. And I'll tell you some folks, it was a mess. And it was a, a phenomenal project to try to rebuild that. Well, Jane Byrne in 1980 started the project of rebuilding Wacker Drive. And if any of you have the opportunity, or if you are downtown, check it out, because it is amazing. Uh, it took over 20 years to build that. In fact, there was a fountain set up uh, commemorating Jane Byrne as mayor of Chicago on Wacker Drive. It was taken down during the Reconstruction, uh, put away. Uh, it finally came out a, a few years ago. Uh, it's at the Chicago History Museum. I think it needs to be moved back down by Wacker Drive. One of the other things that we know till this very day, but from 1979 to this very day, we have had Taste of Chicago. Now, I remember going to the first one when Jane Byrne was mayor. In fact, I remember talking to her at that one. It was an interesting time in Chicago, but in, um, in the music industry and in the entertainment industry because... Disco was very hot in the mid early seventies and uh all the way up till near the end of the seventies. Well, by the time nineteen seventy nine came around, disco was gone and the new craze at the time in music and entertainment was country western music. We all went down there, we had our Jordash jeans on and our cowboy hats. But I remember Willie Nelson and some of the highwaymen were there. There had to be thirty, forty thousand people at uh, Navy Pier. Now, folks, at that time, there was nothing at Navy Pier. The whole center was a mess. There was a grand ballroom on the end. The center was a mess, and there was the front. And that whole area out in front was just street parking lots, and gravel. There was nothing there. It wasn't an entertainment venue. But Jane Burns sparked something in a number of politicians, and that's why Navy Pier became what it is. In fact, right after having the Taste of Chicago at Navy Pier, uh, Governor Thompson put aside from the state legislature, uh, a few hundred million dollars to reconstruct Navy Pier. So uh, another one of our heroes, Jane Byrne. Chef's Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. 
weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons, we can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to touch on a few things uh, of what makes Chicago what it is, and we're going to take you on a little journey today um, about the Chicago fire and a lakefront and all of that. But uh, here's some of the stats about Chicago that I have pulled up. Chicago is 237 square miles of land in Chicago. Estimated uh, residency, they, as far as the last census, is about 2.7 million. But I know for a fact that a lot of people did not fill out uh, census. You know, all this uh, immigration stuff going on and that. I don't want to mention anything about that. All I want to say is... Uh, it, Renting uh, property and that renting apartments and that is, is uh, very low. I mean, there, there's a, not a lot of units available. Uh, so I, I would venture to say we probably have in the vicinity of around 3 million people, uh, residents in Chicago. Uh, more than 200 theaters throughout the whole city of Chicago. Uh, I want to mention a little bit about that because I'm putting together a story uh, on the downtown district, but uh, River North, uh, um, Rogers Park, there are so many wonderful theaters, playhouses, just about anything you want to see uh, is available in Chicago. Over 200 art galleries throughout the city of Chicago. This is all Chicago, folks. This isn't the state of Illinois. Now, here's one that I've talked about for, oh gosh, 20 years or better. I like to eat like a, a lot of us do out there. There We have 7,000 
300 restaurants throughout the city of Chicago. In fact, I'll tell you a little cute story about this. Uh, in the 90s, The Tonight Show came to Chicago, and I was actually uh, working, um, escorting Jay Leno around and uh, and his people from uh, NBC. When they came here, there was... There was 300 people in total that it takes to put that whole show together, you know, from the equipment to staging to props to on and on and on. Um, so I got to be, like, friendly with a lot of the people, and they asked about food. Uh, that was being held in Rosemont, Illinois. That's where I worked at, and uh, they wanted special food. So I did send them to some restaurants that totally blew them away. There used to be a place on Lawrence Avenue uh, in Schiller Park. It was called, oh, it was Harwood Heights, I believe. But in that area, it was called Giannotti's. And uh, they had the greatest of Italian food, but also if you were a meat lover, if you love steaks, they did a phenomenal job with that. Uh, they... There was people on the on the crew of the Tonight Show that uh, came from every ethnic background you can imagine. So there was a, a Slovak from uh, Wisconsin. I remember this really well. And he goes, "Man, where can I get some pierogi and you know some of that good old fashioned European style food?" And we sent them over to the Jolly Club on Irving Park Road. Jay actually did ask me about food and all of that, and I told him, I said, you know, if you can't find good ethnic food in Chicago, you're not looking hard enough, and he actually used that on the Tonight Show um, when they were in town here, and I'll tell you, one of Jay Leno's favorite foods, every time he comes to Chicago, he has to go there, he's not really a a gourmet uh, connoisseur. Um, he's just a regular like uh, sandwich and meat guy. He has to go to Mr. Beef. That's his favorite in Chicago. So kind of an interesting little story. Um, but we have 77 communities in Chicago with over 100 neighborhoods. 26 miles of lakefront. And we're going to touch on that with the Great Chicago Fire and then preserving the lakefront in this show today. Also, we have 15 miles of bathing beaches. Chicago for a city, the stats that I'm reading to you, for a city has the largest amount of bathing beaches and uh, lakefront land that is a park. Uh, Montgomery Ward called it the uh, people's paradise. Also, for a city, again, we have the largest amount of boats on our lakefront in the city of Chicago. Each and every year, we have in excess of 5,000 boats moored out in Lake Michigan. It's a phenomenal number. And we are building more uh, mooring stations going south of McCormick Place. In fact, I'll tell you about one right now because I always go down there uh, and check it out. Uh, there's a, a a beautiful brand new beach at 31st and Lakeshore Drive, just south of McCormick Place. And this week they're having a huge 
uh, boat show. Just about everything and anything for partying on the lakefront and with your boats. Last year I went and they had a yacht there that was pretty reasonable. It only cost $4.5 million. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was... Uh, just beautiful. So, but if you have the opportunity, there's a lot of things for, like, that you can buy, um, the newest in, uh, lakefront stuff, beach stuff, uh, at that, uh, boat show. It's on 31st and Lakeshore Drive, just south of McCormick Place. It's a great place to, to check out. Uh, we have, uh, 36 parades throughout Chicago each and every year. And again, every back, Ground every ethnic uh, group has some sort of parade going through Chicago. Uh, most of that stuff is really cool. You know, since we rebuilt the museum campus downtown, most of it goes down Columbus Drive to Balbo. Uh, I just want to mention that with our lakefront property and that, it's really, really... Um, Neat the way we put this whole thing together. When they rebuilt that museum campus and that, I remember going down there before it was rebuilt, and it was a mess. It was a real mess. It was just uh, gravel and parking lots and nothing. Today, they close off two streets, and you have about 12 miles of lakefront property where you can have your event. And all of these uh, major events, these walks and rides and bikes and all of that, are held at that museum campus. They close off the thing right by McCormick Place where you pull in the parking lots just south of McCormick Place, and then the exit right out of off of the Field Museum between the Field Museum and Soldier Field. And... Um, that lakefront is just phenomenal for any event, and it's extremely safe. Uh, picturesque, I call it. Uh, you know, Chicago, I got to tell you, um, lived here all my life. Go downtown sometime, just take a ride and take a look at some of the structures that we have. But I have found something in Chicago that I have never seen anywhere else, and that is... Buildings that were built in the 1800s are still here. Prime example is the Monagnock building, um, was completed in 1890. It was a structure designed by Daniel Burnham and Ruth. It's 20 stories tall, and it still stands today. But across the street from it, you have some of Mies van der Rohe's architectural designs. Uh, he went on to build 13, design 13 buildings in Chicago. Uh, if you see one of his buildings, you know automatically you know it's a Mies van der Rohe building uh, because of the steel and glass. Those are what the structures are made of. In fact, if you ever heard the term um, glass curtain, those are Mies van der Rohe buildings. But what I'm getting to is this. Chicago is charming when it comes to its downtown district and the architects that built this city, that designed this city, from Daniel Burnham on. Uh, they wanted to be part of something. 
You know, you go to other cities and all of a sudden you start looking at the skyline, especially at night, and you get buildings that stand out like a sore thumb. Well, those are architects that robbed the skyline of that city. Here in Chicago, architects design things to be a part of the city. So here, let's... uh Get into another interesting stat. They're talking about a lot of things throughout Chicago, about bringing the Obama Library here. They're talking about the uh, Star Wars Museum, George Lucas and all of that. I do have a suggestion for them, but uh, by doing those two things, they're claiming it should increase uh, tourism in Chicago. You know, folks... I've seen people from all over the world come here. They love this city. We ask them, we, we, every, each and every year, the last three years, we have around 40 to 45 million people visit the city of Chicago. The other day I had somebody say, how can you even figure that? How can you, un-? well, Lollapalooza is a concert that comes to Chicago each and every year on the lakefront and each and every single day of the three-day concert, you have a 100,000-plus people inside that concert. It takes up about four blocks, six blocks of the lakefront area. So just right off the bat, just three days alone right there. But our sporting events uh, and everything else, it brings in around 45 million people each and every year. Um Chicago was incorporated in 1937. It became the city of Chicago. Some of Chicago's nicknames are the Windy City, the city of big shoulders, Second City, and the city that works. Boy, some of these titles, man, I could go back a little bit, but I remember as a kid, the city that works, that was such a true thing. I wish we could bring back some of the things that really worked back when I was a kid. Uh, second city is because our first city burnt to the ground. So we are known today as the second city. You know, Route 66 from Chicago to L.A. Just this week I was out on a tour and uh, somebody had asked about that. People came here from British people from, from England. They love this Route 66 concept. In fact, if you go on my podcast site at richiez.com, you can listen to the history of Route 66 in Illinois alone. Uh, John Weiss is a Route 66 historian for Illinois. We actually did two shows, and they're on the site. Real interesting on how many things were invented uh, on Route 66 uh, from Chicago, and it starts around Adams and Michigan Avenue, right by the Art Institute of Chicago. Now, there used to be a sign on Michigan Avenue stating the beginning of Route 66. Now, I've called the city a few times trying to find out if we could get it back up over there. Some politician didn't think it was cool to have that sign on Michigan Avenue downtown. Well, I think they should do some kind of a beautiful historic sign because people really want to know and put it back up there. But there is a, a brown sign, just a you know, an unattractive street sign that says the beginning of Route 66 on Adams, 
just west of uh, Michigan Avenue. So it's like right around the corner from the Art Institute. Chicago is the home to 11 Fortune 500 companies. McCormick Place. Oh, my God. Give me a little history about McCormick Place. Colonel McCormick was actually the one that pushed to have that built, a convention center on the lakefront. A lot of controversy for a long period of time. But McCormick Place was way overdue. We really needed that in the city of Chicago to generate uh, convention business and commerce to our city. I remember going to the amphitheater when I was a kid. Um, it was uh, built in the stockyards around 4500 South uh, Halstead Street, a very, very archaic and primitive type of building. Well, 1961, we did put up McCormick Place. It was built of steel, glass, and concrete. Now, in 1967, I'm asked about this a lot. It burned to the ground. Now, people always ask, how can that happen? Steel, glass, and concrete building burning to the ground. Well, from every account that I have read about the fire, we had the houseware show at McCormick Place in 1967. Now, everything back then that was produced from carpeting to furniture to draperies to everything produced for your home, the houseware show, was flammable. Now, they did it find what the cause of the fire was. They really didn't broadcast it. They didn't really want to go after anybody or anything, but the they attributed that fire to a vendor actually not having a long enough extension cord. So what he did was he cut two apart and actually twisted the wires together didn't even put tape on them, and put them underneath the rug in his booth. Well, those wires at night ended up touching when they were vacuuming or something went on, and it caught fire. The doors back then were chained and locked from the inside. We did lose one life, one security guard of smoke inhalation. He couldn't get out of the building. But we learned a lot from that. Fire, and that's one of the reasons, you know, they complain a lot about the union electricians at any of these convention sites, whether it's Chicago and the folks I've, I'm a public speaker, I've done a lot of conventions in the automotive industry, I'm a great pitch man for your product or whatever, well, just about anywhere you go, they have electricians that have to put your wiring in and Check it to make sure, and that's one of the reasons. So McCormick Place did get rebuilt, and it was uh, completed in 1971. That's the original building on the lakefront, the east of uh, Lakeshore Drive. But they did start Phase 2, 3, and 4, which are completed today, and Chicago has in excess of 2.4 million square feet of convention space. 
We are one of the largest convention expedition um, spaces in America. The Ferris wheel was in Chicago at the 1893 World's Fair. It was invented here. Now, uh, George Ferris was the gentleman that invented that. To give you an idea of how big it was, if you look at the Ferris wheel today, um, it was double the size of the Ferris wheel that we have at Navy Pier today on the lakefront. It held in excess of 2,200 people. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I want to touch on a few things, but before we get started, uh, I have some uh, free passes for Polish Fest, uh, June 13th through the 15th on Milwaukee's Lakefront. It's the 13th, 33rd annual Polish Fest. Uh, if you actually call me or email me, I can get you to pass this out for this event. It's got great polka music, great ethnic food, uh, mountaineers, uh, just all Polish Fest. It's phenomenal. I've been out there. The beer is always served at around 40 degrees up in Wisconsin on the lakefront. It's immaculate. It really is a cool thing. You can call me at uh, 312-450-2750. We'll get some tickets out for you for that. But you can also email me at r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. I also have tickets for Bloomington Gold Corvette Show. 
Uh, it's at the University of Illinois grounds in Champaign. And that's going to be at, uh, on June 27th, 28th, and 29th of uh, this month. So uh, it's the granddaddy of Corvette shows. This show started in the early 70s and has grown to be the most respected Corvette show. They call it the Bloomington Gold Corvette Show, the most respected Corvette show in the world. People come from all over the world uh, to this show. Also, if you have any kind of uh, product service, advertise with us on uh, Chicago History or Automotive Heaven. Um, Also, I am a uh, professional speaker. I can do seminars for you, uh, launch your products at a convention, but also uh, we can uh, do television commercials on that for your business or product or radio commercials. Contact me at 312 450-2750. That's Richie Z. And uh, we we do anything from, we've done car shows, I've emceed uh, uh, cancer uh, events, fundraisers. So anything you need, I can help you out with your major event. Let's get back into a little bit of Chicago history. Uh, Touch on a few things, and then we're going to move into the... uh, the Chicago Fire today. We're going to do a little bit on that. Uh, but uh, Chicago's downtown area, and this, this always uh, is a kicker for me. I did the research on it. Uh, the L, they call it, the loop. And that's actually the nickname. It actually loops around the downtown area. And this is the uh, uh, elevated trains, they call them, the train tracks. This was actually a design in 1890. Reason being, we had in excess of a million people living in Chicago back then. Downtown was the business district. It was unbelievable to try to get people in and out of downtown. Sort of like today, I think, you know, if you see an accident on the highway, it might take you hours to, uh, to get downtown and get back home. Well, they put this in in the 1890s, and it's still there today. In fact, um, I think it needs a lot of upgrading, but they are doing uh, some work. They actually redid the red line from uh, Roosevelt Road out to uh, 95th, and they're talking about uh, doing some more work on it, but that's that's really cool. So 1890, and it's still running today. Uh, the first steel railroad in America, in the United States, was produced in 1865 in Chicago, Illinois. Now, this is a kicker one. The first mail-order business in the United States, for, I think in the world, was in 1872. And it was Montgomery Ward who actually did the first mail-order business. Growing up as a kid in Chicago, I remember we got a thing called the Wish Book, and that was Sears Roebuck and Company. They had a large uh, um, mail-order business, but I always thought it was uh, Sears, but it wasn't. It was Montgomery Ward. And, in fact, uh, there was a gentleman in the automotive industry. Since we are automotive heaven, let me tell you a little bit about him, and his name was... uh, 
Warshawski. And Roy Warshawski was the son and grandson of the older Warshawskis. There was one stipulation his grandfather said to his father, Roy will go to college and not be like us. He will be well-educated. Well, he got master's degree in business. When he came out, he wanted to be in the auto industry with his father and his grandfather. They had a place on uh, 22nd Archer, really, Archer Avenue and uh, Michigan Avenue downtown, State Street. Well, Warshawski, when he came out of college, he started a mail-order business for automobile parts and became a multi-millionaire. In fact, I had the opportunity to uh, sit with Roy Warshawski at a few car shows. One of these days we'll do his whole story, and I'll tell you some things about him. Really, really, really cool. Um the first blood bank was established here in 1937 at Cook County Hospital. And this one's kind of cool. I like this one. The first remote control for a television was here, Zenith. You know, but Zenith television and radio were in Chicago. Motorola was in Chicago. All of these things. Well, like I told you earlier, we're going to get involved in, uh, I don't have that much time left today. We're going to get involved in the Great Chicago Fire. Now, boy, this story when I was growing up was told, and it comes out to be a 100% lie. But let's get into the story. The Great Chicago Fire. Sunday night, October 8th, 1871, at about 9 p.m. The fire started uh, on the south side on DeCoven Street. Now, the O'Learys lived in that neighborhood. Now, the story that is being published now, the journalist that wrote the story fabricated it. Can you imagine someone doing something like that today? Oh, wait a minute, I forgot. They do that every day, to this very day. But let me tell you a little bit about the Great Chicago Fire. It started in that neighborhood. The Irish lived there. It started around Mrs. O'Leary's home. They dubbed her to be this old, cranky Irish woman, and her cow kicked over a lantern. Furthest thing from the truth. They had to make up some kind of a story to get people to buy their newspaper and read the story. So they made up that whole story. Now, I've been out on a lot of tours. I've been in, in a lot of places talking about the Great Chicago Fire, and people always want to know why. How can this be? How did this happen? And all of these other questions I'm always asked. Well, let me let me help you understand how this all came about. We had actually one inch of rain from July 4th in Chicago through October 8th. We had a very dry summer. The whole summer was extremely dry and extremely hot. When a fire did start on a windy Sunday night, it spread quickly. And it spread quickly because 
our first Chicago from 1837, when we incorporated and became the city of Chicago, was completely built in lumber. In fact, from 1837 to 1871, it was the largest purchase of wood ever in the history of the world. Everything was built in wood. A lot of the structures were 100% wood. If you have the opportunity to go in some of the old buildings in downtown area, the old um, uh, manufacturing plants or, or even garages or anything like that, you'll see all the trusses in the building, all the ceiling area and all of that, everything done in wood. In fact, last year there was a building on... Uh, 37th, about 38th and um, um, Ashland Avenue was a huge building. And the firefighters, it took them over a week to put the fire out because every time um, they thought they had it out, it was, a, I think it was about a 10-story building, manufacturing building, but everything inside was wood. Every time they thought they struck the fire, the fire actually started up again. So with everything being done of wood, extremely dry, um, a fire started. You know, even the sidewalks back then were made of wood. The streets were mud. I mean, you know, we had horse and carriage at the time. But in 1871, the Chicago Fire Department, the, 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 the whole force was 185 firefighters for the whole city of Chicago. There were no fire hydrants or anything sophisticated to fight a fire with. I don't think anybody ever thought, you know, anything like this could ever happen. We only had 17 horse-drawn steam engines to help put out the fire. A lot of firehouses didn't even have a steam engine where they could pump water out through that. They had tankers that they would drag to a fire, horses would would pull to a fire, and you would need six firefighters, three on each side, to pump back and forth. One side would go up, the other side would go down, and that would pump the water out. But there was no pressure like we know pressure today with a fire hose and a fire hydrant. So if you could get to the first story of the building, you were lucky, you were fortunate. You know, they talk about... Uh, how did it spread and all of this? Well, I was telling you about this dry, and how did it get so big and everything? Well, it was extremely windy. On the east side, they thought for sure the Chicago River would stop the fire. Well, lo and behold, it was a very windy day. The fire was being blown around. The embers went everywhere. Well, the embers went across the river. Well, Interesting point here we're going to tell you about with the river. The river actually had a lot of coal yards that people use coal for heating their homes and that. Well, what happens to coal? It burns very nicely. But also a lot of the lumber yards I'm talking about, they would ship to Chicago all this lumber, and the lumber yards would set up right on the river. Well, these lumber yards actually ended up uh, catching fire in that. Let me just tell you about a, a, a number of structures, because they always talk about two only that survived the fire. 
Well, St. Michael's Church in Old Town actually survived the fire. The water tower on Michigan Avenue and the Chicago Avenue pumping station, which is across the street from the water tower on Michigan Avenue, uh, actually survived the fire. Holy Family Catholic Church actually survived the fire also. And then... uh, St. Michael's Church and the pumping station were both completely gutted uh, from the fire. The pumping station actually had a wooden roof on it. So it was pumping water. That was uh, where the city of Chicago got its water for the city of Chicago. Well, the roof caught on fire and collapsed on top of all of the pumping mechanism and actually stop pumping. In fact, to this very day, people go by it all the time. If you have an opportunity, it's kind of an interesting, uh, it turned it into a museum, the Pumping Station Museum on Michigan Avenue, right by the Water Tower Place, the Water Tower Mall, not far from the Hancock and that. Um, it's in our magnificent Mile District, but the uh, Pumping Station actually is a museum. They actually put it all back into the original state so you can see what they used to pump water for the city of Chicago. You know, we all think we're really smart today in that. You know, back then, when they did this pumping station back in the 1880s, they actually uh, dug a tunnel under Lake Mission, Michigan that runs three miles out. There's three crypts out there right now, three miles off from shoreline, and that is where we get our drinking water from. It's nothing is, is taken from the lakefront itself. It's actually taken from the crypts way out there. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, at Navy Pier, we have the uh, uh, sanitary, the uh, uh, purification plant. Uh, for the city of Chicago, and about 200 suburban communities. So we actually purify in excess of 1 billion gallons of water, drinking water and bathing water, each and every day at uh, at Navy Pier, right right across the street, right across the river, the uh, lake from um, Navy Pier is the... Uh, uh, station there so we're getting close to the end of our show we're going to start wrapping it up um if you need to uh, get a hold of me it's uh 312-450-2750 uh check out our uh podcast site with our television shows and all of these radio shows at www.richieziee If you'd like to fund one of our shows or become a permanent sponsor, also give me a call or check out our site, and you can actually do that, too. Until next week, I'll see you again. Thanks. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 63...